Hello everyone, my name is Alexandria Sanchez and you are watching Get It Together. So today I have Saul Almansar mm -hmm. and Dr. Gustavo Licón with me today. Um, Saul is a Ithaca senior um, math major mm -hmm. uh, with a minor in Latino studies mm -hmm. and Dr. Licón um, is a professor here at Ithaca College who teaches in the CSURE department. So thank you very much for being here and talking with me today. So Amado Padillo created the term cultural taxation in 1994, which it's a unique burden that is placed on ethnic minority faculty in universities or campuses um, that has to do with the responsibility that they take on that they're not recognized for. So to me, that means that it's a struggle for justice and recognition and equality even. Um, it's also known as like a silent killer uh, of professional aspirations and careers because these professors are taking on so much to help the Alana community, um, but they're not being recognized for it and they're not on the tenure track, so there's no recognition or retention or anything like that. Um, so Dr. Likong, what would you say is your job description here at Ithaca College? Well, I guess uh, my job description or my job uh, has uh, several different components. Uh, first of all, I was hired to be a Latino and Latina Studies uh, professor or faculty member. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in charge of the Latino Studies minor. I'm in charge of developing the curriculum associated to that minor, making sure that it's all like all the forms are filled out and things like that. Uh, but aside from that, um, you know, I, there's the teaching aspect of my job, so I gotta teach uh, three courses a semester. And um, then I also have to engage in scholarship or the production of scholarship. And I also engage in service at all levels, uh, from the department level to the school level to the all college level. So, so you are a math major. Mm -hmm. What in the world made you start taking <laughs> classes in CSU? Because those are two completely different departments. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I was kind of uh, in my first few years of college. I was kind of like fed up with like just uh, learning the same thing all the time. And mm -hmm. I heard about the CSURE department my sophomore year. Um, and I actually like I went to your office mm -hmm. um, and I asked like sh straight up like I want to have a Latino. Latino studies minor um, and right there and then like he just gave me the application and I just signed and then I signed up for your class and it has it's gone from there um, I've learned uh, the main reason why I wanted to go is just to learn about race in general and about my history and stuff and I feel like uh, the public education doesn't do that enough in my opinion um, and I am so grateful that I actually did that um, and now Shifting, I have more. I focus more on my like my minor now, um, and I want to pursue more about my my minor for grad school and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's been. I've been very grateful for it. Yeah. That's funny because yeah. um, when I decided to kind of declare my Latino mm -hmm. minor, it was because I, even though like I take pride in being um, Boricua. Mm -hmm. um, it was very like superficial like when I came here I knew that there was a difference there's not a lot of us on campus and so I wanted to kind of distinguish myself and so I wanted to have the Puerto Rican flag on my car and I wanted to have it in my room and I wanted to blast Spanish music and I wanted people to know that I was different mm -hmm. um, but once I started taking classes in CR Siri mm -hmm. um, I really started understanding like the context of our history mm -hmm. and 
I don't know, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but as a student, um, have you uh, reached out to professors in the CSRE for guidance, or do you tend to sway more towards mm -hmm. like people who are in your major, mm -hmm. professors in your major? Yeah, um, I definitely spend more time in the CSRE <laughs> department, like um, in the free, in the lounge that we have now. Mm -hmm. um, I do most of my homework there, but I also, when I need help or questions, I always go to their office, which is right next door. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the CSRE department actually kind of like framed um, my understanding and definitely enhanced my education. Um, I never thought in a million years that it would come to this. Mm -hmm. um, I was very focused. I was like, I'm going to be a math teacher, and this is what I'm going to do, get a math degree, and then go from there. Um, and that changed completely. Um, and now I kind of still want to do teaching, but I also want to do kind of like uh, uh, teaching about race and ethnicity and Latino studies, gender and sexuality, and stuff like that. So um, it made me kind of like learn about myself more and what I, what I, what are my potentials are and stuff like that. Um, and it encouraged me to actually uh, think about PhD programs and maybe pursue it yeah. um, in the future. So, um, and I never thought that would actually be part of my plan, but yeah. Um, yeah, Definitely. I kind of gained like a confidence through them um, and seeing them, um, people of color having doctorate degrees also like helped me like envision myself too. Because um, a lot of the math department and other departments are predominantly white. Um, and it's really hard to see professors who actually care about their students, like really, um, in departments that you care about. Um, and I see that in the CSU department and how hard they work to establish a community um, and to work with their students. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. So, Dr. Likong, do you hmm. think that cultural taxation is a big problem here? And, like, how are you affected by it? I, I do believe that t cultural taxation is, is a thing, it's real, and I think it uh, affects, you know, most uh, campuses and mm -hmm. most, um, and many uh, Alana faculty members. Um, so I don't think it's unique to Ithaca College, but I do think it's, it's, a, it's something that is really affecting some Alana faculty. Um, I see it in, well, um, I did want to, I, I, I don't know where to begin, uh, because I think it's a, somewhat of a complex uh, thing. Uh, I do know that, um, you know, as, as faculty of color, when we're hired, and particularly if we're in, in departments or in fields that engage in more like humanities and social sciences uh, or the arts, uh, I think that there's an expectation that we will take an extra kind of interest and care uh, in issues of the Alana community, uh, that we will take an extra interest and care of Alana students, uh, and that we will voice, to a certain degree, we will voice, um, we will be a voice for Alana peoples on campus. Similar to y'all, when I started learning about uh, Latino history and culture, uh, I did it in, when I was in junior high school, but I did it on my own as well, uh, through my older brother who introduced me to it. Um, I, I felt empowered and I wanted to uh, make a difference in my community and uh, I thought that being a professor would be, the, would be a way to do that uh, because I liked learning about my past and I liked teaching others about it and I knew that not a lot of people knew about it. Uh, you know, fast forward when I, when I come to Ithaca College, it's something that I really wanted to do. 
I really want to have a, a, a strong connection with Alana students. Uh, some of the most important work that I do is with Alana students, uh, particularly the, the Latino and Latina studies minors, but also, for example, my work with the MLK Scholars Program, mm -hmm. or doing workshops uh, for the home program, or do or helping to coordinate uh, the discussion series, the CSRE discussion series and attempting to have the speakers not only give a talk or do a performance, but also come into the classroom. Um, you know, inadvertently, I've also had the opportunity to engage on issues that are going on on campus. Uh, so for example, I served on a committee uh, where we dis uh, that was, I served on a panel that was prompted by disagreements between uh, Alana RAs on campus and the on-campus uh, campus safety. And I and several other uh, CSCRE professors and a representative of campus safety were on a committee to discuss issues uh, between the Alana community and campus safety. And um, you know, those kind of things are not, you could say they're not in the job description. Uh, but you know, students turn to you, uh, you know, other other members of the IC community turn to you and, uh, and they ask anyways, right? Uh, a lot of times when there's discussions about, you know, in my case, immigration, uh, or there's discussions about affirmative action or diversity and inclusion uh, issues, you know, students, uh, particularly journalism students, will send, us, send me and other CSRE faculty emails about being interviewed and I've done a lot of interviews. Uh, I don't know if I've gotten in trouble for it yet, but you know, I'm sure the, not everyone appreciates my point of view, but, uh, but I think it's important to voice it. And so like I said before, it's something that I actually embrace. Now the reason why I think it's a, it's a concern is that one, not everyone is expected to do this labor. Uh, so this labor is kind of uh, pushed on those folks, some who are willing and some who may not be willing, but accept it. Uh, and two, you know, not that I'm trying to avoid the work because I do embrace the work, uh, but you know, everything that you do uh, takes up time and energy. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you have limited time and you have limited energy. Y'all may not know it yet because y'all are young and and have all the energy and seem to have a lot of time, but you know. <laughs> Once you're in your career, uh, you realize that you're only human, you only have so much time, so much energy. And uh, engaging in all that work, uh, it's rewarding. Uh, it's something that I'm passionate about. But regardless, it does take me away from the things that are actually going to help me succeed in my career. Uh, so you know, all those things are considered service. But service is only a minor part of what I need to get tenure. Uh, the other component is teaching, uh, and the and the most important component is scholarship, and that is a uh, very time-consuming and difficult and also isolating uh, thing that you have to do, which you only kind of see the rewards if your work is actually published. It's not as rewarding and gratifying as the other two, which where you see immediate kind of results. Um, so I, I, you know, I do think it has affected me, uh, you know, in my own uh, uh, 
uh, pursuit of tenure. It definitely has affected me. And I know that it definitely has affected uh, certain alone of uh, faculty more than others um, because they, they uh, embrace that responsibility, but it's a responsibility that not everyone is expected to take on. Um, yeah. Well, point that you brought up was um, it's very hard to be on the tenure track when you're expected to go above and beyond what you're being paid for uh, and what you're expected to do. Um, and so I'll ask you first, so mm -hmm. how do you think that um, these professors can start being recognized for the efforts that they they make to make the Alana students feel comfortable um, being away from home and just being in a PWI? Mm -hmm. um, I think actually seeing the extra work that they do, right? They try to, um, they're the main reason why the Alana community is the Alana community, I right, think, right? right? Like yeah. they build it together um, and they educate us, right? Like we are the next generation that will take up their, you know, they're not, not taking your position. <laughs> <laughs> Something um, like that. <laughs> um, you know, but like tr transferring the knowledge to the next generation, right? Like we are the like, kind of like the placeholders for that. Um, and they're, and that's not acknowledged. It's not even in conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Where um, even for students of color, right? Like we're expected to kind of like educate the white folks here, especially during class or, um, and there's kind of like this service that we have to give and like we don't want to, right? We already have school on right. top of that and our own lives and responsibilities to take care of, right? Um, so yeah, it's uh, first naming it and, and having a conversation about it, right? And the extra work, because um, it's there, right? It's vivid um, and it's very clear. It's in the newspapers. Um, we have, you know, student organizations that do the work every single day, um, and professors who are with these student organizations. Right, they're advisors. Um, they're advisors, correct, right? And they're going out of their way, right? Going to banquets, having the events, and after school hours, right? Mm -hmm. At 8 p.m., 9 p.m., almost staying until 11 p.m. on campus, working with the students. Um, so yeah, um, it's there. It's just naming it and. Uh, having a conversation about it, how much extra work, aside from what they have to do, um, to help uh, students of color. So, so Dr. Likong, he talked mm -hmm. about students, but how do you think the administration can start recognizing maybe Alana professors a little bit better? Well, there's more superficial ways. You know, you could actually give people awards and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, I mean, it may, I guess it, it may seem superficial, uh, but if you do things like that, like those official recognitions, uh, then that's something that will go into someone's file and you could, they could say like, look, I've gone ab above and beyond. Um, I know something, s well, we have a flexible workload uh, kind of program that's developing amongst faculty where if you do certain things and that could be exchanged for time in the classroom uh, but even that's primarily geared towards um, towards scholarship, not really okay. towards service. Um, the 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 part of the problem is that the service component of the um, of the tenure file. So you know, once again, it's the service, it's the teaching, and it's the scholarship. Uh, the service component, in many ways, is treated as the least important. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the work that a lot of faculty do with the Alana community it revolves around service. 
and if that's what's treated as the least, mm -hmm. but is also what You're at times could take do. up most of your time, mm -hmm. it's uh, setting setting us up to fail in a certain way. Um, and this is not the student's fault in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's just a matter of how um, the institution values the work that faculty do. They just value the scholarship more and then the teaching and service the least. Although the, the, there is an expectation of service from everyone. Um, I do think that, you know, the way that the, that the system is set up now is that, you know, if you are applying for tenure or if you're applying to be a full professor, uh, it's almost like a, a checkbox approach, it seems like. You know, there are certain guidelines of what is appropriate service, and if you meet it, you know, it's like, check. And if, you're, uh, if you have teaching excellence and you meet the guidelines, it's another check. And then if you have uh, appropriate scholarship, then it's another check, and you have checked all the boxes. But there's no, like, above and beyond kind of recognition, uh, so, you know, for folks who go above and beyond when it comes to service, that doesn't transfer into anything else. Unless you uh, take the service that you do and then you publish something about it. Uh, but it, it's a little weird in that, you know, we don't do the service for that gain, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, because then you're treating your service as some like objective study that you're doing mm -hmm. and then your students as also studies uh, objects to be studied and it just makes it weird <laughs> yeah it gets, it, it's like a great area yeah but. um so i think that the universe uh, that the the college needs to do definitely needs to do things to uh to recognize that extra service uh by making account towards uh, tenure by making account towards uh, full professorship i don't know how they would do that uh, and I know that there would be strong resistance to those ideas. Mm. Uh, but I think a different approach would be to uh, create uh, more services on campus directed at Alana students instead of expecting, uh, you know, OSIMA to do all that work by themselves. And, and they're understaffed and they do an amazing job. Uh, but they have a lot to do themselves. so. You know, creating more positions that are geared towards uh, meeting the needs of Alana students. Even like places like CAPS, um, I don't think I think there's only one or maybe two um, Alana faculty, which I think is really interesting um, because now students are going to people in CSUR, a faculty in CSURE, almost like. Um, expecting it to be like their counselor and stuff like that and I mean you have connections with the students so I I wouldn't think that you would say no but I understand why it would be taxing mm -hmm. but um thank you very very much for speaking with me um, I'm glad we had this conversation I think it's important to talk about these type of issues mm -hmm. um, and not just keep them here but to allow other people to know about this um, and thank you for joining me this is get it together my name is Alexandra Sanchez and I'm your host